The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Episode 10 of Season 2 of the Daily Innovation Podcast. I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host, Nate. Nate, what's up, fella? Not much. Just got on the uh, got on the Ozark rip last night. Oh, it's... Uh, what a show Ozark is, man. And if you haven't seen it, listeners, go check out Ozark. It's on Netflix. Season 4, like Nate said. I mean, oh, it's unbelievable. I've been binging. Yeah. How many? How far are you in? I'm on Season... Or uh, Episode 5. Okay, shoot. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get caught up. I'm only halfway through one. Um, I guess we're not gonna give any spoilers out and... Completely ruin it for everybody, but oh yeah, just the premise. Um, you know, a family from Chicago, an accountant. I'm not sure what Marty Bird is by trade. He's a genius. Um, he's like a financial. Um, what's like what's the word? Is he like an investor or like no? Um, I can't remember exactly what he is, but I'm anyway. not, yeah, I'm not sure what his role is or you know financial analyst, financial. Um, he's a genius. He's good at money money laundering. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he's created this program and and he works for the Mexican tar- cartel and. Obviously, you know that uh, with working with the cartel comes uh, some serious incidents and and uh, some some crazy stuff. So if you haven't seen it, go check out uh, Ozark. Nate, I was I was uh, through the week. Um, you know, I ordered a, a pizza and you know I was I was having a pie. Um, yep. You know, I, a big pizza guy, and uh, I was thinking, I was like, you know, what is the most popular food? Do you think in in North America? You know, there's burgers, uh, pizza. I mean, you know, I was thinking, like, what is the most popular? What do you think is the most consumed food in North America on a regular basis? Man, pizza is probably up there, but I bet it's burgers. Yeah, like for I sure. just think of the U.S. and I think they just absolutely assault burgers. Yeah, you got to think like. Just think about the burger chains that got going down there and, and yeah, how big. I mean, even that, so you can get them for a buck everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. It's like, all right, I'm going to go get four burgers and just yeah. absolutely eat. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's a fair point. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. But do you think those are the top two pizza and burgers? I think so. Yeah. I know, like, Subway has the most uh, worldwide. They have the most, like, legit restaurants. Like, the okay. most amount. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that would translate over to beat burgers in any sort. No. Yeah. I think it's, it's got to Do you think it's burgers? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find it hard to argue that. Um, yeah, I mean, pizza would probably be real close, but for sure. I mean, we'll have to look up the statistics on that. But, <clears throat> I'm really uh, interested now, actually. Big fan of both of them. Mm. Um, Nate, just before we get into the big four and and you know our regular uh, cadence on the podcast, uh, the Australian Open. So Felix uh, and and Dennis Shapovalov doing well. They're both in the fourth round. Um, How many rounds is there? Uh, I'm not is sure. There, I'm it doesn't not, go to eight. Ah, uh, it's good. Good question. Um, I think after the fourth round is the quarterfinals, uh, or potentially okay. the round of sixteen, and then quarterfinals, or or is it round of thirty-two? I'm not one hundred percent positive on that. Uh, but it's interesting. I was, you know, kind of looking through the bracket, you know, analyzing some names. I was I was catching a bit of uh, Rafi on the Dallas match the other day. He's still electric, uh, still picking his butt every so often. I'm not sure what that guy wears under his shorts, but they certainly you might need a sponsorship from someone who you know a, a, an underwear that doesn't ride up so much because it seems like he's picking his his rear end. You know, it's funny a we lot. were. T- <laughs> yeah, he's got to get the fingers out of there. It's tough when you're on TV. Oh, funny we were talking about and that he the other sniffing them. It's like whoa. Yeah, it's like all right. I know it's tempting, but yeah. you gotta you gotta keep your fingers out of there. But we were talking about that the other day. How there's just like even the most comfortable of underwear just continuously ride up. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And I proposed an idea of like men's underwear to have like a kind of like a strap or like a grip around your thigh so they don't ride up. But who knows? Who knows what the innovation is going to be like? I mean, you think companies like Saks and Two Under, I mean, they've stormed around the market. They charge like 40 bucks a pair yeah, of underwear outrageous. and they're killing it. Outrageous. Uh, I mean, what are the margins on that? I mean, it'd be ridiculous. It has to be. I, I'm just pulled this up here. So we have the quarterfinals of Shapovalov and Nadal. Oh. So that's going to be an absolute heater. That's unreal. Is that today? I think it might be today. No, no, it's the 24th. It's tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, then we'll be tuning into that for and, sure. And I think that's 8 o'clock, but I uh, I have been fooled before with the time change when yes. it comes to Australia, so I am hoping it is at 8 o'clock Atlantic tomorrow. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I just wanted to, to bring up, Nate, uh, obviously uh, Nelly Corda, the number one women's golfer in the world. Her little brother lost in the third round, but uh, I guess he's a heck of a tennis player, Sebastian. What a family, eh? Oh, my Doesn't goodness. Their sister, yeah, her other sister's her on the right tour, now. too, right? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's a, I think, a, a top 30, top 40 yeah. player as yeah, well. I'm pretty sure I looked. She's like 21 or something. Yeah, the Corda sisters, and then obviously Sebastian. And their dad was a was a pro tennis player as well. Um, so that's kind of cool. Sebastian Corda, we're big fans. I mean, we're oh fans of the show, the Corda sisters, obviously. And and, uh, and Sebastian's now our guy. I mean, that's uh, that goes without saying. Um, Nate, we're going to move into the NFL. And uh, and obviously, you know, we record on Sunday morning, so we won't have the results from the uh, Rams, Bucks, and the Bills, Chiefs. But we can certainly break down uh, what happened yesterday, and uh, and unfortunately for the number one seeds in the AFC and NFC, it'll come to their road will end after one game. Unbelievable. Typically in the history of the NFL, that bye week has been so important. Uh, it's rare that these teams that you know get the bye in the you know in the first round of the playoffs come and lose the game. But starting off with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals taking down the Tennessee Titans on the road. What a win. Cincinnati fans, they've got to be going absolutely, you know, it's going to be going ballistic. I mean, what a win. Oh, man. <clears throat> it's been awesome to watch. Like, I am loving Burrow right now. Oh, he's incredible. It's, it's, it's crazy. I kind of want them to just win the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's, I know, I, well, man, you know, though, you never know. It's one and done, like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Their defense has been playing great as well. Um, you know, yeah. I'm a big Vaughn Bell guy. Uh, safety for the Bengals. I think he was on the uh, the, the Saints uh, prior to that. I do want to mention, though, last episode, uh, we've got some listeners who keep us on our toes. Robert Adams, big football fan. He kept me on my toes. Tristan Wirfs was actually 13th overall, and he plays offensive tackle, right, tackle uh, for the Buccaneers. So those are a couple of mistakes that I made last episode, but uh, but we make them. I mean, it happens. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we're, we're winging it. We're, we're on the fly. So, you know, things certain things come up, and, I mean, Anyway, but it's not uh, often you get to whip out the phone and take a scan through the entire draft list before you get to say the comment. No, well, exactly. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I was pretty close. And, and uh, but yeah, like you said, I mean, the Bengals, I mean, what and, and you know what? Just kind of looking ahead to, uh, you know, at this run, Joe Burrow's second year in the league. I mean, these wins, they build up and they build experience. I mean, they've got to be just through the roof that they're winning games in the playoffs right now. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Tennessee, man. Ryan Tannehill, three interceptions, one key interception. I mean, I mean, we can hop right into it. Nate had the overtime bet again. It's tied 16-16 with a minute and 30 left, and Ryan Tannehill throws a muffin picked off. <coughs> Joe Burrow tosses it to Jamar Chase in field goal range, and bang, that's the game. Man, it's honestly, it's a work of art. Every time I pick these overtime games, like it doesn't matter. I could pick the game that's going to be like one team's plus 11, 25 underdog. Yeah. And it comes down to the wire every single time. And it's always ridiculous, man. Oh, man. If it wasn't for that pick, too. Oh, for sure. We might have had like middle of the ball, <clears throat> middle field, just absolute 50 yarder hum. 
And instead, it's, it was a layup. And, man, he drilled it right down the middle, too. Like, For there sure. was no doubt about it. Well, remember, it, it was. It was they, I think they had it on their side of the field, but, but yeah. Burrow hummed a pass to Jamar Chase along the sidelines to get into field goal range. Yeah. Like a 22-yard. Well, they had the interception right before that as well, right? Yeah, so yeah. interception and then a 22-yard yeah. pass, I think, to Jamar Chase along the sidelines, got him into field goal range. Uh, just super clutch. But, I mean... Yeah, it's tough, Nate. I mean, we've had a couple just absolute heartbreakers in the last Yeah, few well, weeks. even even last week, um, was it for the Raiders? I mean, it's an absolute pick from Carr, as exactly. we spoke of, obviously, in the last yep. time. So, I mean, it comes down to this every single time. It's last last play of the damn game. Yeah, for sure. And anyway, I'm on Bill's buck, so Hopefully I don't know. That's if, a close one. Yeah, if, if, if it goes to OT, folks, you know I'll be posting about it. And fire me, fire us some DMs. We'll get fired up. No, absolutely. Um, but uh, so the Bengals are moving on, and they'll take on the winner of the Chiefs and Bills today. Uh, but... I'm going to go on a little rant here, and I'm going to say anyone who has ever been to my DMs, been face-to-face with me in person, and told me that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, you can shove it. I'm sick and tired of hearing this narrative. He might look more fancy. He might have better footwork. He might look better when throwing the ball, but the quarterback position demands much more than looking good. He's not a winner. He's not clutch. Those guys lost that game yesterday. He didn't He didn't play bad, but you know what? He didn't get it done. He didn't win. The guy's an absolute prima donna off the field. He's just causing a scene left, right, and center. Aaron Rodgers is not a great quarterback. I wouldn't even say he's better than Peyton Manning. Wow. Wow. I hate Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> I can see that. You know, it's funny but when you say the drama thing, too, because you know that you see everything that comes out as soon as it's over. It's like, where are you playing next year? And it's like, I don't know yet. Like, we'll see what's going on. It's like, dude, like... Just take a minute. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, after the game, came out and said, uh, obviously the media members uh, asked him you know, what his plans were for next season, and he said, I'm not here to be a part of a rebuild. It looks like the Green Bay Packers are going to be $40 million over the cap, so they've got to make some moves. I find it hard to believe uh, or hard to, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers will be back in no. Green Bay with everything that went on. Um, and, uh, man, like, it's just unbelievable. But I guess we'll break down that game. So it's a 10-3 game. It's like minus 16 degrees. It's snowing. It's a brutal game. It's 10-3 with four minutes left. The Packers kicker, their punter, is in the end zone to punt away. The San Francisco 49ers block the punt, get the touchdown, tie the game. Block the punt. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. That ended up similar to the uh, the afternoon game. Uh, Winding seconds on the clock. Robbie Gould. The San Francisco 49ers kicks the field goal to win 13-10, and the Green Bay Packers are on their way to the golf course. So, man, it's unbelievable. These two number one seeds lose out in the first round, or the second round, the divisional round, I'm sorry. But, uh, man, I didn't see that one coming, man. I, I thought Rodgers was going to – I thought this was the opportunity for Rodgers to showcase <clears throat> what he's got and to win another championship. I thought it was going to be a bit, a bit of a runaway. Also yep. makes me feel a little bit better about the OT bet, knowing that, like, they both would have been just absolute nail-biters and I wouldn't have won regardless. For sure. But – yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm I'm kind of shocked. I mean, I was on the Packers. We both were. Yep. And I mean, the 49ers are rolling on. So. Yeah. So today's games or yesterday's games for the listeners, uh, we've got the uh, the Rams heading into Tampa. Nate's on the Rams. I am on the Buccaneers. And then we've got the, uh, the Sunday Nighter at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, or yesterday, we've got uh, the Bills heading into Kansas City. We are both on the Buffalo Bills. We're hoping Buffalo yeah. absolutely takes it to them. And I, I mean, I'm on the Rams, but I'm like. I on that game, like I want to see Brady win too, so it's a it's it's a win win for me. It's kind of a hedge, so yeah, for sure. I'll take whatever one, but I'm hundred percent on the Bills. Yeah, no, I what do not want to see the Chiefs, but I just don't. I don't know. I know a lot of people like they're exciting squad to watch. I just don't really love them. No, uh, it, honestly, the root of the problem for me is is, is Patrick Mahomes and it's Jackson Mahomes. 
Okay. I thought you were going to say Jackson Mahomes' brother. Well, yes, Jackson sorry. Jackson Mahomes uh, and his brother. Yes, Jackson Mahomes <laughs> and his brother are the root of the problem for me. I, like, I don't mind Tyreek Hill. Uh, I do like Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. You know, I just I hate the goal comparisons. I think anyone compared to Tom Brady at this point in their career uh, is a bit of a joke. But uh, but it is what it is. Uh, what an exciting weekend of football it's been, and, and we look forward to watching those Sunday games. Nate, we're moving into the NBA. Yes, where LeBron James is the first player in history with thirty thousand points. 10,000 rebounds and 9,000 assists. He's going to get to 10,000 assists, I would think, not this year, maybe this year or next year. So he'll be 30, 10, and 10, uh, maybe 40, 10, and 10. I think it's like 36,000 points he's got. Yeah, he's up there. He's definitely on the latter, the later half of 35. I mean, extremely impressive, man. And, and, and that's where that argument comes back to with the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. I mean, you know, it's really hard to say. They play in different generations. Obviously, we all we always you know talk about how hard it is to to compare generations in sports. But man, LeBron James. I mean, regardless if you want to call him the goat or not, what a tremendous talent he's been. He's still the biggest draw in the NBA to, for sure. For, for me, you know, I'm always checking in on the Lakers and seeing how they're doing. It's been a bit of a, a shit show, which we'll get into. But I mean, LeBron James continues to do it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that the other day too. I was like, does this does this give him the edge over Jordan now? Yeah. You know, I know there'd be a lot of people that would be like, no, no chance. Like, they would have some sort of narrative where it's just like back then it was different because you're not going to score as much because it was more physical or something of that nature. But I don't know, man. I think it's getting hard to say he's not. Like, I know he's like a lot more of like kind of like a, I don't know, a little more drama related. I know so many people hate the guy. Yeah. Hate him. He's certainly more polarizing than what Michael Jordan was, and he was such a worldwide figure, um, but just, as is LeBron. Yeah, um, it's just weird because usually when guys like that are great, it's like they're hated most of their career, but when it starts winding down and you get to like that 36, 37, people kind of have that like more respect for them. Yeah. But I, I feel like I haven't seen that for LeBron yet, and I feel like it just might not happen. For sure. Um, I remember I was at a family dinner a few years ago, um, and uh, my uncle and my father they body bagged me in the argument that Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it's it, what it is, is it's a, it's a generational argument as well, yeah. because, you know, we've been immersed with the LeBron James show and, and the generation prior was immersed in the Michael Jordan show. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, these these arguments will always be subjective. They'll always be arbitrary. And, and it is, you know, it is who you think is the greatest. And, and we're not here to change your mind. We're just, you know, acknowledging that LeBron James is certainly in that conversation. Yep. He's just had an incredible career. Uh, head coach of the uh, Los Angeles Los Angeles Lakers Frank Vogel uh, was given the green light to, to bench Russell uh, Westbrook this week, and, and he did with three minutes left in a close game. Uh, benched Russell, and, I mean, he hasn't been playing well, Russell Westbrook. Uh, we've talked about it in past episodes. Cold as ice. Um, cold as ice, and, and uh, it looks like that there's a rumor that uh, it's been circulating that Houston is willing to trade for Russell Westbrook back for John Wall. And some draft compensation. I don't know where John Wall is at in his recovery. I mean, that's one guy that has fallen off the face of the planet. He has, eh? I mean, what a talent he is. But I'm not sure what's going on with his injuries. But, I mean, I don't know if Russell's going to be on his way out. But uh, but it's certainly going to be worth tracking. I would love that. John Wall, the old first overall pick in 2010 to the Wizards. I would love to see that guy there. If he could get it together, too, that would be cool. Oh, my goodness. Like, I mean, it would be – it seemed like it would, at this point it would be better off than Westbrook. I mean, it hasn't been going – I mean, they need to they need to change something in L.A. 
what are they seventh in the West? They're like twenty three and twenty three, I think. And it's like you look up and down that team, and you're like, how is this team at five hundred? Well, and Anthony get, Davis hasn't been playing, and he's yeah. one of, he's a top ten player in the in the NBA. Like I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, it is, and obviously LeBron and AD. I mean, that those two alone are, are good enough to get a championship done with a decent supporting cast. You throw in Russell Westbrook, a good a guy who if he's going to be playing at his best, demands so much usage. He's got to shoot the ball so much. He's got to get you know isolation all the time, and it's just not the really the type of basketball, but the, that the Lakers play. So, yeah, like you said, Nate, I mean, there might, it'd be interesting to see if there's changes coming, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is. Yeah, I think they got to shake something up for sure. Yeah. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, staying in uh, the Los Angeles Lakers world, Dwight Howard, 10th all-time in rebounds. Man, I'm t- like, Dwight Howard has been such a great character in the NBA for so long. I mean, he was the most human specimen I've ever seen for so long and in Orlando I think back in the Superman dunk contest I mean Dwight Howard it's almost his legacy almost goes a little under the radar how great this player has been and you know how dominant but you know what a uh, what a tremendous feat to have the 10th all-time rebounds in the history of the league it's crazy how many of the it seems like how many records have been like kind of getting smashed lately like obviously you have Steph Curry yep uh LeBron that we just spoke of yep. uh, Dwight Howard and then I think back to what was it Trey Young also not that long ago like yep. the last month it's just been this 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 it's like holy smokes folks let's get it going the NBA is in a really good place I mean yeah. you think about all the young talent across the league and and uh, as well as the aging talent as well yeah there's just so many great players in the NBA and and uh and yeah I mean like you said Nate, I mean records are being smashed you know there's uh there's a new feat overcome and achieved uh, it seems like every week um, Lonzo Ball, uh, the oldest of the Ball brothers, is out eight to ten weeks uh, after going uh, knee surgery, and, and obviously, you know, when we think about the Ball brothers, we think about um, you know uh, Lamelo Ball, who's in uh, Charlotte, and he's just such a tremendous talent coming off being the Rookie of the Year. And Lonzo Ball who seems to be a fantastic player for the Chicago Bulls. I really feel for that middle brother, uh, Leangelo or Jello Ball. Jello. I'm not, I'm not quite uh, quite certain what they call him, but uh, but that guy can't sniff the NBA, and it would be challenging uh, being uh, siblings with two prominent players in the NBA, and you just not having the stuff to get there. Kind of gives you that Jared Stahl vibes, eh? Yes, it does for all sure. The, all the boys you had: Mark, Eric, Jordan, all lifetime NHLers, and then Jared got like, I think he played three games. Brutal. They had that one time where they they were all in Carolina. They were all in the same line, which is kind of funny, but crazy, wild man. Yeah, he can't uh, you can't sniff out a role in the NBA, which is surprising. I mean, you know what? It usually happens like that, though. You know, you get like three brothers, and it's like one of them is gonna struggle. Yeah, I, mean, I think of like even the, to the Sioux bands, right? Like PK, obviously, and then you have uh, Malcolm, kind of fringe, and then Jordan. I don't think ever really like he's just kind of been AHL. Yeah, but but I mean, you flip to the other sports. I mean, it's not. I mean, you think about the Watt brothers; all three of them are playing the. Yeah, that's the NFL, true. The Holiday brothers; all three of them in the NBA. I mean, it can go both ways, and yeah, I'm not sure the the pattern and statistics behind that. But yeah, it's just surprising because I mean, he had a contract signed with the Charlotte Hornets this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up waving him. Um, but uh, but it'd be tough, and I, I you know I'm I'm just extremely excited that we're not hearing from Levar very often. I mean yeah, that guy demands that's so media attention, but it seems like that big baller brand and his his antics have been uh, kind of shoved to the side. Yeah, which is nice because that that seemed like it was every day with it, and I, it, it's good you brought that up because I completely forgot about it honestly, and just haven't heard, which was nice, nice little change up. Oh but my goodness, it was <laughs> ridiculous the type of stuff that that guy would say. Oh man, what was the thing he said about? Um, he was saying he was like better than, or he didn't need advice. That wasn't that long ago. Remember, he didn't want advice. Yeah. Was it Michael Jordan? Yeah, and he's like, I don't need advice from. My, he's like, my son doesn't need advice from Michael Jordan. Yeah, and he said that uh, that he would beat Michael Jordan one on one. It's like Lavar. It's just yeah, <laughs> what it is. Come on, it's all just clickbait, really. And and um, 
he, I mean, he did a great job. I mean, I'm not sure what the, uh, you know, what the financial statements looked like from the big baller brand, but I know for a while they were doing pretty well. I mean, they were like $600 a pair of sneakers. Oh, that's uh, just foolish. Yeah, which was outrageous, but they were being sold, man. And and um, anyway, uh, next week, Nate, the uh, the NBA All-Star starters will be announced. Obviously, looking forward to that. I mean, you could probably predict, uh, you know, who the starters are going to be. I think LeBron James is, is the uh, number one person in, in fan voting right now, and Steph Curry, uh, close second. Uh, but that'll be exciting, man. NBA All-Star weekend is awesome. The dunk yep. contest is awesome. Awesome. The, the three-point shooting contest is awesome. So I'm a big fan of the NBA All-Star. Uh, they do it really well with uh, with the concerts and just the build-up. And, and, and it, it seems like the place to be uh, when it comes to NBA. Um, Nate, moving on to the NHL, rest in peace to Clark Gillies. And obviously we didn't watch Clark Gillies play, but from all accounts, he was an absolute electric captain for the New York Islanders. Uh, his number nine is retired in Long Island. Um, won four straight cups, obviously. His number's retired. He's a Hockey Hall of Famer. Uh, but died at the young age, I think, of like 67. So uh, so obviously, a, you know, a gentleman gone way too soon, but was a part of that uh, that New York Islanders dynasty. That dynasty, yeah. What did you have? Yeah, Mike Bossy played then too. Yep, that's right. Um, who else was there? Someone I'm forgetting about. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously, they're not going to ring off the head just because we didn't yeah. live in the 80s. But what a wagon, dude. I mean. Four straight cups. Yeah, it's rare to see that these days, uh, a team with such dominance. Um, you know, you think that Tampa Bay might have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're certainly a contender. I don't know if they've got it. You know, the, I mean, who am I kidding? They've got the best goalie on the planet and the best defenseman on the planet. So, yeah. uh, and, and a bunch of wagons up front. So they yeah. can certainly get it done. They have the experience, but I'm hoping they don't get it done. I'm Me hoping too. for the other team in, in Florida to have a nice run and for, to, for some hype to build up around that other Florida team. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I always find it odd too, Nate, is that uh, we think about the NBA and like, it's like Miami and, and Orlando. And then you've got, uh, it's rare to see the name of the state have a team and then a team within the state. I always, I find that it a little odd. Yeah, yeah. We've got Florida and then Tampa. Yep. Yeah, I find it, that it, especially when there's a second team, it makes sense if there's only one team there. Exactly. Like, you think to like all the Arizona teams, exactly. like the Cardinals. Yeah, they're all Arizona, but yeah, yeah that is strange. It'd be like eh? it'd be like having like the California Lakers. Yeah, and then having the LA Clippers, yeah. and the yeah. Sacramento Kings, That's it's right. like, eh, and the Golden State. It's like what? Yeah. So that for me is a little odd. That um, is odd. But uh, but it is where they just don't go by. I guess Sunrise, the Sunrise Panthers. I mean, isn't really uh yeah, like what's, really what city up. is sunrise close to uh i believe it's like down not that far so, from miami i mean the like miami like, panthers that'd be hype anything with miami i was just gonna say yeah. anything with miami then you automatically are open to those vice jerseys oh which would be just absolute fire wagon fast can you imagine like a a black panther with the miami vice that miami vice i need one of those basketball jerseys yeah. so bad Shout out to a you know a listener Andrew Petrie. I know he's got a Tyler Hero Miami Vice, oh, which is nasty. That's I, I love to hear that Petrie. Um, so the Battle of Alberta uh, was last night, Nate, and, and obviously uh, it had been seven games since the Edmonton Oilers had won a game, but they finally get a win last night, five to three. Leon Drysdale went off. One of his goals, absolutely spectacular, absolutely blew by the defenseman wide, cut across the net, and absolutely went and bear down. But uh, but man, I mean, I, there's going to be some changes made to to Edmonton. I mean, Nate, I, I we've talked about it. We talked about it in the preseason. We talked about it episode after episode. Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen aren't an answer. Aren't a Stanley Cup goaltending duo. I mean, this was no surprise. 
They were the best team in the NHL for the first six weeks, seven weeks. Now they've been the worst team for the last six weeks. I mean, they're obviously not the worst team in the NHL. They're obviously not the best team in the NHL. They're somewhere in between. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, man, they got to go trade for a goalie, and they can't wait for the deadline. It's got to be tomorrow. Yeah, it's got to be soon. Also, I was just going to mention, too, on the game, like, good composure by Edmonton last night because they got down 2 nothing early. And, like, when, you're down, when you've lost, like, oh. 13 out of 15, man, it's so easy to just bury your head and say, well – Here's another one. Yep. But they storm back, and hopefully it's the start of something. Because I don't, I hate seeing that uh, them kind of struggle because they're getting harassed by the media bad. And we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, for the goaltending, like we talked about it a few episodes ago too. How, you, like, how do you get a goalie at the trade deadline? Uh, like, I mean, that, that doesn't happen really. No, and like uh, you can get one, but it's like, yeah, I, I, as as far as we can remember, it has never been a successful strategy to even make a any bit of a significant run in the playoffs. Yeah, so you think about, I mean, most of the NHL teams nowadays have a have a tandem. So there's goalies out there that you can trade for right now. For sure. Uh, I mean, Varlamov out of the Islanders seems like uh, a reasonable Varlamov approach. would be a terrific grab for yeah, them. I, I mean, mean, even you look at Dallas, man. They've got more yes, goalies than... Exactly. More goalies than you could even believe, dude. Yeah. It's an absolute chiclet fest of goalies down there. I don't know if Hudobin's the answer. Uh, I wouldn't touch him. If, no. I, if I was going after anybody, I'd look for... Ottinger or, or Holpe. Holpe. I'd take Holpe, sure. too. Um, and you look at Vancouver, they got Halak back up. Yeah. I'd take Halak over Koskinen or Smith. Man, uh, yeah, it's... Halak can let in some softies, but he can get... When he gets hot, dude... For sure. He's definitely a streaky guy. But, I mean, I, there's a few other names as well that uh, that people are talking about. But, I mean, you got to go... And you got to pay what you got to pay. Yeah. I mean, your window is not closing, but you've, it's a win-now mentality. It has to be in Edmonton. And you've got to go pay the price for, for a starting goaltender... And, uh, you know, give the boys a little juice. You know, I don't think their team is that bad, uh, but they certainly have been playing poorly. And, and uh, Chuck big... away some picks and grab that goalie. Exactly. They can't they can't really give off any roster players, right? No, no, you know? exactly. They're not yeah. that they're not that solid all the way through. No. Man, what happened to Kyle Turris? I was just going to say that. Man. I was just going to say what happened to Kyle Turris. Dude, he's like not they, very they, good. No, they waved him and I then he, I think he went unclaimed but um but uh but was it 2017 on the on the cup run when they lost in game 7 to the Penguins? Like Kyle Turris was a solid player. Oh yeah. Yeah, like he, he was, had a couple OT goal, he had an OT goal against the Rangers, I remember. Yeah. Um man, what a squad that Ottawa. What a run that was. Pajot in that same series against the Rangers, he bagged four in one game with the OT winner. And the Bruins were so depleted in that series, but man, I will never forget the over the net Saucer pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the yeah. tape of Mike Hoffman, and he Dude, one-hands it. I'm like, those, are you kidding me? Those guys were all so peaked, too, man. If you watch Eric Carlson in that playoff oh. run, was just some of the best hockey you could ever watch. Like, that guy was on an absolute madman hunt, dude. Yeah, he was. And, I mean, you think if if uh, if Pittsburgh doesn't go on and win that OT in Game 7, I mean, the, the, the Senators might have a cup, and, and things might look a little bit different for that franchise. They could. Um, it would have been Ottawa and Nashville. That yeah. would have been such a wa- random, random Stanley series. Cup final. For sure. Um, Nate, some sad news coming to the AHL, some disgusting news. The player has been said it's suspended 30 games uh, for a racist gesture. Uh, like I'm sick and tired of talking about these headlines. I'm sick and tired yeah. about uh, you know professional athletes thinking that it's okay or thinking that they even have that cross their mind. I mean, it's disgusting. Uh, for me, I, that's an instant drop. That's a ban from the league. Like, that's just... <laughs> This is 2022. You know, we should be far past this. You know, people are trying to make a professional career from all cultures, from from all different, you know, walks of life. And you can't be discriminating and, and, and being racist. And that was just disgusting. And I hate seeing it. And, and so 30 games I thought was absolutely disgusting. 
this should be a ban or this team should drop him. Like this is yeah. there is a zero tolerance for this stuff in today's day and age. And it's I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah, I brought I brought him up earlier on the podcast too. It was Jordan Subban, so it was PK Subban's brother. Okay. Um, and then so there was just some tweets. Are you sure. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He uh he was talking. I I saw the tweet last night. Um, so the Jacksonville Iceman said overtime. They tweeted out and said overtime began with a rough fight resulting in multiple penalties on both sides. And then Jordan Subban um, replied to the tweet and said, more like Jay Panetta was too much of a coward to fight me. And as soon as I began to turn my back, he started making monkey gestures at me. So I punched him in the face multiple times and he turtled like the coward he is there, fixed it. Wow. That's what he said to them. I didn't know it was Jordan Subban. I thought it was another individual. But um, but because uh, he was there was another guy getting interviewed and he, and he released a statement. Um so okay, maybe that's what it was then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as I can well, I mean, either or. I mean, both instances, there's just just zero, 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 uh, you know, tolerance for this, and and uh, it's ridiculous and sad news. It, it's it's so sad. It seems like it's happening in the NHL and in the hockey world more yeah. more more than other leagues. Well, what um, it happened over in Europe not that long ago as well, right? Um, and and the thing about it too is is you know obviously I forget the individual's name but he's created this team of of uh, African American players across the league. I mean Wayne Simmons and PK and all of these individuals are sitting on this board and they have you know hockey is for everyone. I think is is something along the lines. But I mean we're trying to grow the game at a global level. We're trying to grow the game for everyone from every walks of life from, from you know and it's just it's so ridiculous to have these people like that you know. It's uh, it's sad news, and and uh, we're hoping uh, that uh, that we can eliminate this from professional sports and from you know from every aspect and in, in every segment of life. Uh, Nate Quinn Byfield makes his season debut, uh, three shots on goal, didn't uh, didn't register a point, but uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Like he's got a real opportunity to here. Um, you know, I know we were hard on him through his World Juniors and and um, you know just through his initial uh, stages of playing hockey, but but Quinton Byfield, I mean. This draft class really hasn't done much. No. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere hasn't really looked fantastic. I mean, yeah. Tim Stutz is still really finding still. his groove. He looked good last night. Yeah, I, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, he 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 like he has games where he's skating well. He's handling the puck. I mean, I think his move to the center uh, position has done uh, wonders for for Tim Stutzel. But yeah. I mean, th- by any means, these guys haven't looked like top three picks and haven't made an impact like we'd yeah. expect them to do. Uh, but Quentin Byfield has a real opportunity to showcase that he he belonged there and he's going to be a top player. And I'm excited to see what this kid's got. Yeah, me too. I, I'm excited to see because obviously the the scouts are really high on him the entire time. And I mean, it's hard to pass on a guy who's what like he's six four, six five. Yeah, six four. Yep. Six five, two hundred and twenty pounds center. Like that's not something you want to slip by. But yeah, we'll see what happens. These guys are also only nineteen years old. Still, yep. Yep. it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy because yep. I feel like Stutzla. Just the amount of I feel like how much I've watched him. I I would have said like twenty one. You know, yeah. Like it's well, just, I just turned twenty last week, and then uh, Lafreniere, I think. Is yeah, they're, older, but, yeah, yeah, they're on. They're on the switch over to twenties. Yeah, still, no, I exactly. Can't even, young. I can't even fathom. No, I'm trying to sure. like make an impact in the NHL at age twenty. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, but uh, but that I mean that draft yeah I mean I think that Sanderson kid's gonna come in and be oh, yeah. he's gonna be ready to yeah. rock and and uh, obviously too with Lafreniere and Stutzel I mean they they went right into the show right off the get go and, yep. and they really didn't have that time for development development and and uh, and yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how that Sanderson kid looks I know Ottawa's super excited I'm assuming uh, as soon as he's done his season in uh, in uh, North Dakota he'll be right up with the Senators yeah he'll also I believe he's on the Olympic team for the U S no oh is he I'm pretty certain okay so that'll be worth something worth watching for sure as long oh, as I mean, as long as the time works out, like uh, there's no shot I'm waking up at like a or doing like a six six a.m. through the middle of the night to watch those Olympic games. But if it's on sometime during yeah, prime time, I'll catch a couple. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. You saw Eric Stahl named uh, to Team Canada. 
Oh uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He's so not assume, even playing this year, is he? Uh, for he'll be in the Olympic team, but I don't think he's in yeah. the NHL. No. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, obviously he can't be. No. Um, but yeah. uh, he'll wear the captaincy. I'm assuming. Okay. Uh, he'll have the captaincy uh, for the for the Olympic team. So that'd be fun for Eric Stahl. I mean, go represent your country. Gives a little bit of name that people are familiar with. Well, McTavish um, and Power are there too, right? Okay. I'm yeah. Pretty is that sure. announced? I haven't seen the roster. I, announced. I don't know if it's actually announced, but I was pretty certain they were going. Yeah, I would I, mean, assume I feel like it'd be stupid not to take them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I saw Cole Perfetti, you know, sticking on those young prospects, was playing for Winnipeg last night. So he'll be back up in that, yep. in that Winnipeg lineup, playing on the line with Dubois and Connor. So. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, pretty cool. Um, Ovi. Ovi, uh, two goals again last night, leading the league in points. With this uh, with this stretch from the Edmonton Oilers, you know, seven losses in a row, obviously, with the win last night. They broke that streak, but, uh, but gave Ovechkin a little window, and he is now leading the league in points. Yeah. Super he's, impressive. He's on a – yeah, it's wild, man. He's on an absolute buzzsaw warpath. He's the – I'm going to give him the fire wagon of the week. Yeah. Ovechkin. He's absolutely buzzing out there. Yeah, for sure. And, I trade him uh, away in fantasy, which uh, – Well, we'll see. I mean, Eh, we'll see what happens with yeah. him. I think you'll be all right. No, I team's so. solid enough that you'll be. Well, McKinnon, has, I mean, if you look at his past 15 games, it's been ridiculous. It's yeah, oh, 30 yeah. points. For sure. So. Um, but, uh, but, Nate, moving into the PJ Tour, uh, who's your one and done pick? How uh, how you doing? I, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but. <laughs> I was going to say, you know exactly who my one and done pick is. It is Corey Connors, the Canadian. Guy came out of the gate absolutely playing like me. Three over the first day. He stormed back day two. He's like six under. Seven. Seven under. Well, he may have finished six, but last did, time. Yeah. Okay, he finished yeah. six under. So anyway, I mean, he had a good day. And then, uh, you know. minus three. And then I think he just absolutely blew up yesterday. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I said last time when I picked him. I said, I can't get him right. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to. Yeah. So I'm just like, anyway, that one and done's done. I can't take him for the rest of it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But. I got Abe answer. He's eight under. He's, I yeah. mean, he's, what is he, 10 shots off the lead? So, I mean, I, we'll see. Hopefully he can have a good day today and climb up and make me some pay in the uh, in the one and done. Uh, but, I mean, some some unfamiliar names at the top of the leaderboard. I mean, you got Hoagies at the top, Nate. And, yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, Tom Lee Hoagie, Hodges. Lee Hodges, yeah. I, I don't even know if I can say this name correctly, but we got World Ranked 200. We got Paul Barjon. Yeah, uh, Frenchman, right? Yeah, very French yeah. indeed. Paul Barjon. And uh, I think uh, Thiagla. Uh, uh, from the uh, from the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be it's gonna be exciting today. I, I, Let's I've not forget about our boy Seamus Power in fourth. Yeah, I mean Seamus Power has been playing and old Harry Byrne. Uh, yeah, and and our guy uh, the third uh, Varner the third. But I mean, there's a bunch of guys up that leaderboard. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Patrick Cantlay or a guy like John Rom comes from the from the back of the pack. What's Rom thirteen? Rom's thirteen, so he's only five and back. Cantlay's fourteen. Cantley is fourteen, yeah. Yeah, so Zalatoris I mean, right there too. Yeah, so these guys are are you know prolific winners on the PGA Tour, and these guys are top players in the world. John Rom couldn't buy a putt yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if John Rom goes and shoots eight under, nine hundred today and win the event. But uh, be interesting to see uh, how that goes. Um, Nate, next week we're moving into uh, California, a little bit northern California. We're heading to Torrey Pines, and and obviously, uh, if you don't know Torrey Pines, that's where Tiger Woods took down Rocco Media in the eighteen uh, hole playoff. Uh, in 2008, and that's where John Rahm won the U.S. Open last year at Torrey Pines. So Torrey Pines, obviously, you know, a very, very illustrious course in California. Uh, we got the big names returning to the circuit. We got Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau. All will be pegging in next week. Yep. Uh, super excited for that event, man. Uh, Torrey Pines. I mean, the defending champion Patrick Reed, who you were on this week. Yep. I'm not sure how he finished. Uh, I'm not either, but I can tell you he wasn't in the top 50. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As upon scrolling back, but. At least it wasn't my one and done pick. No, for sure. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to be – I'm going to have to really dial it in next week. I mean, Torrey Pines, it doesn't play as tough as it would be if they were hosting a major, but it can play tough. They played two different courses, the north and the south. Um, but uh, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see if anybody ends up taking DJ this week. Yeah, yeah for sure. Done. Yeah, I mean – It's uh, definitely going to happen. I mean, we had oh, guys sure. ripping John Rahm yeah, yeah. too. It's like, yeah, holy yeah. smokes, fellas. A lot of people on Cantley as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going to save DJ for a bigger event, I think. Um, and I yeah. also like to see a few rounds to see where his game's at, where his head's at. Yeah. I mean, who knows? For all we know, he's been absolutely going to town with Paulina for the last few weeks yeah. and hasn't touched the well, golf club. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the guy. When's the last time he played? It's uh, been a while, man. Was it the Ryder Cup? Man, it may have been the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Because he was definitely not in the things when we stopped doing the uh, the best bets for golf for a bit. Yeah. He didn't play in any of I don't of think those. he played in the fall swing. No, yeah. and I don't then think he, he did. Some, and they didn't play in the tournament champions. He hasn't played yet. So, so I'll be very interested to see if somebody takes him this week in the yeah. one and done. I mean, but. He, yeah, certainly, you know, one of the top guys in the world. Um, but, uh, but, Nate, we're going to move on to the UFC. Francis Ngannou retain, <laughs> retains his heavyweight belt. But we were live last night on TikTok watching some of the prelim cards. Holy smokes. It never ceases to amaze me how much of a beating these guys can take. That guy, Nate, that we were watching in the undercard, he got knocked out four well, times. I swear to God, he was out the whole time. The whole fight, he was out, man. Yeah, it was I know. like one of those ones where it's like boom, and then he like snaps back. It's almost yeah. like he like greened out or something. You yeah, know? yeah. And he just comes back in. But who? Uh, what was that? It was Valerdo and um, Gravely. Yes, the fight yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the first one on the prelim, and by God, did it set the tone for the entire oh scratch, man? We, if you were on the TikTok live. Oh. Which, folks, if you haven't, I recommend checking it out because we go absolutely hard in the paint. It's a buzz fest in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this dude was getting, like, Gravely was just pumping him, dude. I Man, I couldn't believe it. And, man, this guy must have taken, I mean, I mean, the amount of, oh, oh, yeah. that you drop watching the UFC. It's it's one of my favorite sports events to watch. I can't oh. wait to go to one live. I know. Um, like, so I don't even sick. care who's fighting. Like, I don't I, it care. It doesn't matter because no. half the guys, you, last night we had no idea. No, you and know then all I mean? of a sudden they come out and it's just a bloodbath. Exactly, and that's what it's all about, man. And then you get into round two, and it was like I thought I heard the uh, the music coming. It's like dan 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 dan. These guys are just wrapping each other up like snakes, and not doing anything the whole time. Yeah, it's either one end or the other. It's like it's kind of a boring fight. <laughs> like nobody's really making a move, or or it's just a full on, just absolute haymaker fest. Um, but uh, I mean, what would it, what, I mean? <laughs> I don't get it out there. Like, this guy, like, you know, we're watching this guy, and, and it, like, he's been the 135 weight class. And that guy was looking like 185 pounds. Oh, dude. I know. It's ridiculous. So that's like when you asked me on the last podcast, what the, hey, what's your guess on flyweight? I'm like, yeah. 120? Yeah. Like, lower. What was it, 108? 108. 108! Yeah, so they're coming to the fight like 140, 150, I'm assuming. Yeah, but because oh, it's crazy. I know. We're not going to talk about it because we literally did in the last podcast, but what the yeah. hell are they doing? I know, it's crazy. All right, Nate, so it's time for our segment this week. So our segment this week is we're going to go through a couple NHL teams, a couple NBA teams uh, that might be, you know, top of the standings, kind of flirting around in a playoff spot. And we're going to say, are these guys legit contenders to win a championship? Are these guys as much a pretender as Aaron Rodgers? Oh, so, Nate, I'm going to start things off. I'm going to give you our friend of the show, Andreas' team, the New York Rangers. Are they a pretender or contender? I think they're a pretender. I do. Um, You know, they're having a great year. Um, Shesterkin's been a stick. Uh, the boys are going, but it's 29 goals from Chris Kreider already. 20, wait, 29? Hat trick last night. No. 29 goals. Dude, that's. Chris Kreider. Yeah, that's. He leads the league. Yeah, must. He's almost at 30 goals at the halfway mark. Yeah. I mean, you see this, though, 
from guys. He'll slow down. I yeah. Will, yeah, you'll see this all the time. Years, just from following, like, Ovechkin's totals. I mean, there's been years where you've had Alexander Steen, and it's like, holy crap, like, Alexander Steen. And then, like, you know, he has 24 at the as soon as January hits, and then it's, like, he ends up with 29 goals. Yeah. But, I mean, Kreider could – Kreider's probably going to hit 40. Oh, for sure. Which is wild. Yeah. Um, power forward. But, yeah, I'm going to say they're a pretender. Yep. Um, it's just – I revert back to it, but we talked about it a few uh, podcasts ago. It's just like with Lafreniere and Kako, if these guys were kind of like those young guys, like I look back to teams who win the cup and it's like, I think immediately to Anaheim in 2007. So you you would have had like all your big guns like Niedemeyer, Pronger and the guys. And then you have these young guys, Getzlaff and Perry, who are coming in and they're absolutely making a huge difference. And that's a lot of times what you need to win a cup. Yep. And I just don't think Kako and Lafreniere are at that point yet. For so sure. For that's sure. why I'm going to give them pretender. Yeah, I think their forward depth for me is a little bit shaky. And yeah. uh, I think they've got a young goaltender. I mean, it's going to be crazy to think that they're going to go from Lundqvist for 15 years and then probably Shosturkin for 15, like yeah. 30 years of great goaltending. Yes. But, but, uh, but yeah. Um, okay, Greg, I'll give you the first one. Um, what do you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to say they're a contender, man. I really am. I think that this is it. This is it for their uh, for their core. Uh, if they don't win a playoff round, then something's going to get blown up. I think that they are a contender, though. I do like the way they play. I think that they are going to have to show in the playoffs, in the, whether it's the first round or the second round, they're going to be down 2-0 in a series. They're going to be down 2-0 in a game. And they're going to have to fight back and show some emotion and show some brand of hockey that they don't oftentimes play. Yep. Uh, but I do think that they can contend. I mean, I think Jack Campbell's a phenomenal goaltender, uh, really a big Big score for that uh, that team. I, I, Austin Matthews, one of the top players in the league. Um, they've got some depth pieces uh, that are playing well, man. This Ilya Mikheyev's been playing fantastic. I mean, Andre Kashi's looked really good. Uh, and uh, Yang Vols know to stick one in at uh, yeah. it's kind of a clutch time once in a while, man. It's yeah, the odd sure. time you see like that final goal, and it's like there's Yang Ball for sure. But uh, but I'm gonna say they're a contender, and I'm okay. gonna keep all the Leafs fans happy. Yeah, need the Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators. This is this is one of my teams that is been a pretender since that cup run in 2017 yep ever since that cup run they've been given so much love this team is abysmal on forward depth yes they're i mean you've got roman yossi who's an having an absolute unbelievable season that no one's really speaking about too much for sure um the goaltending uc saros i mean you're okay with him i don't think he's anything like like world class goaltender, but he he's pretty solid. Yeah, I just think pretender. I just don't think they have. They're having. They're second in the central. They're having a good run, but I just don't see it. I just hey, don't I really see fight it. right now, man. I gotta go take a shit. Do you? Yeah. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, take now, man. Shit your pants on the. <laughs> I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! My sincerest uh, apologies to all the listeners. Um, major calls. You know, I've been pounding protein and coffees, and that's just. Uh, that was an emergency, but well, that's uh, just the way she goes. Where were we, Nate? Uh, I believe we were chatting about the Nashville Predators. Okay, and they're pretenders. They certainly are. Okay. If okay. you put money on Nashville, you may as well take it and burn it. Okay. Urinate on it on the way out. That's true. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so it's mine now. Yeah. For you. Um, okay. <laughs> it's kind of threw me for a loop here, Greg. All right, give me. Um, I'd say Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, these guys are a contender. Um, yep. You know, once they get healthy too. Uh, you know, I love their forwards. Um, I mean, obviously great defensive as well. And, and it, for me, it comes down to can Robert Leonard get it done uh, in the clutch. And, uh, yeah, I think these guys can contend for sure. I mean, they're going to probably win the Pacific Division. Um, Just you know, the way the Oilers have been trending anyway. For sure. You know, it's tough exactly. when you lose 13, 13 out of 16. It's like. Yep. So. Um, but uh, I definitely think they can contend for a cup and, 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 and you know, overall win a cup. It's going to be interesting to see how Jack I go. I will, uh, I will uh, you know. I'm excited. Caution. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, doesn't it seem so wild now? Like he's out there skating and stuff. Obviously, we haven't seen him play yet. That like Buffalo just was like not gonna let him get this surgery. Yeah, and like we don't obviously we don't know the long term effects here, but like it just seems so wild now. Seems very odd. Yeah. Have you watched any Buffalo games in Buffalo lately too? I haven't. No. Man. Empty. Oh, dude, it's tough to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like it's tough to look at. The first one I or the most recent one I watched was uh, Martin Luther King Day. So I was like, okay, and there was a snowstorm. So I was like, you know what? Probably people probably couldn't get there, but then yeah. I watched one the other night, prime time. Out, yeah. It's just a dead zone. And they've it's been playing shame. okay. I mean, they're they're like they're not like an yeah. absolute dumpster fire. Rasmus Dahlin has been awesome. lights, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Um, all right, Greg. We're gonna start off with the NBA. Yep. Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, these guys are full on contender, my man. Um, yeah, with uh, you know, with with KD, I know he's dealing with a sprained knee right now, but once he's back. Uh, Harden and, and Kyrie, yeah, these guys are going to be top seed in the East, and they are going to be a handful um, yeah. come playoff time and, and for sure a contender. Nate, what do you think about the Los Angeles Lakers? Los Angeles Lakers, well, when we talked about it earlier, like I I want to say they're a contender. I th- I believe at one point I picked them early in the – like at the start of the year, I said they might win it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think there's a shot, man. Like, Yeah, they might be a pretender. It's this just one. wild to me to look at the, where they are, too. Like, seventh in the West. Like, even last year they struggled. Like, yeah. I just feel like they're absolute perennial contenders now. Yeah. Or, or, or def- pretenders, sorry. They For are sure. not contenders. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I might be in the same boat with that. They haven't shown me enough to be yeah. a contender. And, and uh, there's certainly some better teams, um, you know, across the league that you think could take on uh, the Lakers in a seven-game series. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. But it's kind of kind of a shame too because i like seeing the lakers they're just such a i think back to so many like the well i think it was 2009 one of the best nba finals i remember the celtics and the lakers went seven and it's just it brings you back to those days but it's just not going to happen all right greg washington no i'm just kidding um uh golden state Golden State full on contender. Yeah. yeah, they are a full on contender and and uh yeah, I mean Clay hasn't uh you know got back to full minutes yet, but uh but they uh, I mean Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, that core is still there. Andrew yep. Wiggins has been unbelievably uh, solid, you know, uh, this new fresh start in Golden State's been great for that guy. So yeah, they're definitely a contender. Okay, and just a quick one here too before you go up, but what about Utah? The Utah Jazz, they're a pretender in my mind. I mean, yeah. they've been a team that's been strong in the West. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't think that they can get it done and win big games. Uh, a big fan of Donovan Mitchell, obviously, and, and Rudy Gobert is a monster on the glass. But I, I think that that team is a uh, pretender in my mind. Yeah. Um, Nate, what do you think about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, you got uh, Jared Allen. Best yep. Afro in the league. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that is undoubtedly. Facts. What's that guy dropping? Like forty? <laughs> like, I, he's hey. been, what? He, no, I mean his his fro, his hair is amazing. Oh, it's some of the yeah. best. I mean, yeah. it's it's an absolute like that's one you you cut and that goes on the wall in the barbershop. Like this for is sure. what we can do for 100%. you. Hundred um, percent. I don't think I think they're a pretender. I mean, yeah. I just look at some of the teams in the East and it's like okay, sure. you got to get through. Like the Bulls, for instance, that you have picked for your yep. winner. Um, the Nets, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's Box. just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Box. Yeah. Um, yeah, the you Heat know. are also a great. Yeah, team. the Heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. It's just, I mean, there's the, those are the four teams above them in the standings, and it's yeah. just like, you know, you got yourself a tough spot if you landed fifth because you get the like a four one of those top four teams first, and then after that, even if you upset them, you're more than likely playing a two or a three for sure because they're not going to lose to a seven or a six. No, definitely. So it's it's a 
not only would it be tough for them, it would just be the road they would have to take to get out of the East would be absolutely ridiculous. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think, you know, the interesting thing with the Cleveland Cavaliers is this Evan Mobley guy who went third overall this year has been incredible. They can play very big. Uh, they play with Jared Allen. They play with Laurie Malkin, Laurie Mar- Markinen and uh, and Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley. So, like, three kind of six foot ten to seven foot two players on the floor so play yeah. very big but uh, like you said Nate they're young this Darian Garland guy's unbelievable but they're they're certainly a contender or a pretender <laughs> I don't mixed know up. I, I don't know why that's giving us so much trouble today I know those damn words that rhyme huh I know so uh so listen we're, we're just over a week from our merch drop Nate yeah and I'm telling you right now that is gonna be so fire that's gonna be sick oh but you see the boys just rocking that it's all I'm gonna be wearing I mean, it's yeah. I'm burning the rest of my wardrobe. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, I mean it's gonna be like monthly orders of like we've got to have every single piece. Yeah, yeah. And I think what we're gonna do is there's there's some uh, unfortunately there's some of the uh, of the apparel and, and clothing that is only U.S. based. But I'm gonna I'm gonna run down some family in the U.S. to order it all for me because I need the bucket hat. Oh. And I need the the yeah. There's some there's some items that are that are U.S. based, but we're gonna find a way to uh, to make sure the boys have those. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Other than that, I believe just about everything ships internationally as well yes. too. Yes. So I know we had some people asking. Uh, Australia last night. Yes. I mean, we'll get it done for you. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Plain and simple. Yeah, you message us. Actually, need some some other uh, fairly exciting news as well. We had a tailor-made rap reach out to us. Yeah. Um, and the, it sounds like the boys might be getting some, <laughs> some uh, tailor-made stealth drivers. Is that as any well good? As some hats. Yeah. And we said, uh, well, let's see your credentials. Like, he sends us his badge. He said, yeah. this is the type of stuff that it, I do. And I said... It's like if this is the stuff that you do, then we are the kind of guys that are like to be on the end or end yes. of stuff that yeah, you do. On the receiving end, for uh, sure. But uh, you know, and we said, you know what? We'll uh, we'll run a video with them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I mean, we got an entire golf segment. I mean, they, these things are going to be getting plugged. So for sure, for sure. Uh, but uh, but that will wrap it up, Nate. We'll be back next Friday. Um, obviously, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always, uh, and thank you for that uh, brief intermission. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Nate, we'll uh, we'll catch these guys through the week. Obviously, follow us on all of our shows. So. Yep, yep. Check us out Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Let's absolutely eat. Take her easy, folks. How are ya?